Back by popular demand is the New England Revolution Family 4-Pack. That gives the Revs home crowd something to cheer about. Bring the family out to Gillette Stadium Sunday night with this 4-Pack and get four tickets, saving up to 20% off individual tickets and $68 of added value with four concession coupons. Boom! Be there when the Revs take the pitch against Minnesota United FC at 8 p.m. Get your four-pack today at revolutionsoccer.net slash tickets. Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast, the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now, here's your host, Matt Langoni. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. We've got some fun guests for you today, as I'll be joined in studio by the host of the always entertaining Soccer Heads New England Podcast. They are Paul Nardizzi, Dave Radigan, and Jim Roberti. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us in. Thanks for having us in. Nice yeah. to meet you. Great to have you guys on my home turf here after I, I did your podcast last week. That was super fun. Um, yeah, we were surprised you had us back. It's <laughs> a good sign, I guess. It's, it's great to have you guys here. Um, at, as we get started here, let's kind of just talk about your backgrounds. How did the, the podcast form for you guys? I think it was my idea originally because there's no um, – there's we do soccer fundraisers for, for organizations, but there was no – show that's got a lot of soccer material in it and i have some soccer material so i approached dave who runs a booking company and i said why don't we do some soccer themed comedy shows and he said well we should launch a podcast first to get to that next step so i said you're the boss so we've done about what 35 episodes yep something like that but that's not the way i remember it your memory sucks but okay <laughs> go ahead <laughs> i the, here's what here's how it happened actually matt it came to me in a dream i was uh, on a vision quest I was in the mountains, I was sleeping in my uh, Gore-Tex sleeping bag, and I thought to myself, what the world needs more than anything is a funny podcast. So I put an ad in uh, Craigslist, and these two answered it, and that's how, is that, is that right? Jim, how do you remember it? Oh boy, here's how I remember it. You two were looking for a soccer guy, you needed a large, overweight one to, <laughs> to balance out the table where we do yeah. our podcast. You forget the head injury. And, uh, and the head injury was important. And uh, you figured I played for UMass Boston, so I had to be funny. <laughs> because what else would I get out of there? Actually, and, that's uh, how we figured you had the head injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, no, it's been, it's, it's been an experience and a good one. Because I think we, we bring three different uh, eyes to it from different aspects. Uh, Dave, you know, was a big writer and played soccer in elementary school. And Paul, <laughs> uh, you know, played in college and I played in college. And uh, we have some funny stories about our experiences. And uh, we don't think there's anything out there like it, to be honest with you, where we can interview actual players and coaches and have some fun doing it and some laughs, as you experienced in that last podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember you guys asked me what the vision on our podcast here is. It was a little bit different than your vision. <laughs> your, your, yours is a little more comedy-centric. Um, but, but it's great. It works. And I think, you know, soccer is it's it's an underserved sport to to this public i mean i mean i think it's it's growing constantly so i think the idea that you guys had to kind of blend comedy with soccer is is a masterful idea uh, what was the time frame here when did you so you said you've done 35 episodes when did you really come up with it was it this year last year last year yeah last yeah. year yeah last year paul had been had you know during the pandemic paul was pretty much in a coma for quite a bit of that and, uh, and when he came out of it he did have this idea so 
and we uh, I played a lot of indoor. So I fortunately was I played in an indoor league with Brad Feldman and uh, Brian Bolello. Wow! So. Bolello came on our podcast pretty early on, which kind of got us a little momentum. We That's were able a great to, get right off the bat. Yeah, we yeah. were able to get Showery, and we got uh, Jeff Lorenowitz, who's a huge, uh, I'm a huge fan of his. So it's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And then Matt, then Matt, then we got you. So yeah. I didn't mean to leave out Matt Langone. We're ascending. Yeah. Yeah, it goes me, yeah. then Bolello, <laughs> then Showery. Um, tell me about this indoor league. Where, where, where were you playing? I played in uh, Four Kicks in Norfolk, and he was on a team of, um, I think, MIT. He played at MIT, so a lot of ex-MIT players. And Feldman was on some other scrappy bunch of <laughs> hack teams. And uh, <laughs> we, we butted heads a few times, Brad and I. Yeah. What, what, what's, uh, what was Bilella like as a player? He's good. Yeah. Yeah. He is a good player. Really? He, I mean, MIT, um, my sons played at Framingham State, so they play them every year. They're... They have all the angles down. They're smart people. They get the whole space thing, and, right? And and they get skill too, right? Uh, on the podcast, how much do you guys try to balance the comedy aspect, but also you know really digging into topics in the soccer world? I think it mainly uh, depends on the subject. To be honest with you, well, well we come up with subjects and and uh, you know the, you know we did the, the men's and women's equal pay and some serious stuff like that. But then we also have Paul chimes in with the wacky, wacky world of, of soccer, what's going on out there that we find kind of funny and, and we can share with everybody. So, uh, Dave? What do we... I don't really add anything. <laughs> I don't add anything to it. <laughs> calories. Dave adds calories. There you go. <laughs> when we had Lorenowitz on, I told him, uh, so I'm a fan of Tom Robbins, who's an author, and he has a one of his books. Has Not a, Tim Robbins, Tom Robbins. Tom Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a list of famous redheads, and what he notes is that they're all either dangerous or funny, like Lucille Ball or Thomas Jefferson or Judas. So I asked <laughs> Jeff which one he was, dangerous or funny, and I said, you're definitely dangerous. I've seen you play. But by the end of it, I think we all agree, he was just, he was making us laugh as much as he we were making him excellent. laugh. Yeah. So yeah. that podcast ended up, we was sort of going to be all soccer because it was about him and his career, but it, we were laughing the whole time. And what was great is I never really knew him. See, I was a big fan of Red Robin, and, <laughs> and Paul actually made, made, made me a fan of, of this new Robin in my go. life. So it was, sometimes we learn new things, right, Dave? You, you, I don't, but I, I believe you do. I believe you wake up every day and it's a new day. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this. I don't know if there's a clear answer, but who, who's the funniest of the three of you? Me. If you're being um, fully fully objective here, fully objective, I would say uh, we all it, it, you know humor's different. Everybody, t- <laughs> you go and see you watch three of us. You come and watch three of us. You're gonna like one of us, maybe like the other one, and hate the third. That's usually the standard when you go see three comics. Right. So, but I say with these guys, these two are monster headliners. They have the experience. These guys are absolutely hysterical. I'm the newbie on the team, only been doing it a few years, but these guys... Uh, Paul, Paul si- Paul's sitting there, and he's stewing because he doesn't want to be egotistical. He's, no, done, he's have... done a bunch of national TV things. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, in, in different forms of comedy, so self-deprecating, you're the funniest. In terms of off the cuff, like I've sat next to him in a Whole Foods, and he just craps on the people coming off the register <laughs> no neither of us could do that no because we're but not mean enough you my, and i aren't my, cruel enough yeah my forte is maybe sitting down and writing an act and getting on tv i've been fortunate to do that but my my forte is getting on tv he says as, as trying to be modest yes right. you, you, can, yes. you see how tough that is for him yeah <laughs> well I, i've as someone who's not a comedian but you know 
likes to think I can make my friends laugh pretty frequently. That, that's a whole different ballgame because you understand what the personalities there are. You know what you're working with for the audience. But when you walk into a room, and like you guys said, there's all different you know, perspectives of what's funny and what's not. How, how difficult is that to, to write material and, and you know, handle yourself on that situation? We've seen many a comedian who was told he was funny and then arrived at the club and found it to be, like you just said, very different. Right. So it is hard. And I would say, coming from a newer perspective, when you go up and you tell a joke and there's no laughing, Whew. that's when you the rubber meets the road. You either decide, I'm not in this career anymore and I can't handle that anymore, or you fight back and you suck it up and you try it again. And Dave has a great example of this past weekend. No. A man <laughs> uh, who has done hundreds of thousands of shows. <laughs> we had a show this weekend that uh. 14 people showed up. You know how difficult it is to tell jokes in front of 14 Oof, people? No, I can and imagine. Dave, you could hear the crickets outside <laughs> when Dave was telling his jokes. But go ahead, I'll let you explain what you felt like. Because it's important for I people who want to be did, comedians, I how did. you felt after that show. Seriously. I, I felt like I wanted to fake my own death <laughs> and just start anew. That's dark. That's how I it's felt. It's a dark turn. In <laughs> fact, he had the funniest line I've heard since I've met him. He said he wished that the people had pulled the fire alarm halfway through his act. <laughs> Actually, not halfway through. You, you <laughs> can hire a guy to do that for you in these situations. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, we know a ton of people who think they're funny around their friends, and they are. I know a ton of people who are hilarious, and I tell them, you got to go to an open mic night and give it a shot to see if he can do it because it's a totally different world than making your friends laugh than making other people laugh. Right. And when you're doing comedy shows, do you inject soccer into that humor? Or is, it, or is that just, is the soccer podcast an avenue to kind of blend something you like with the comedy? Well, Paul, Paul's got a lot of soccer stuff in his act. Jim has got some. I've been trying to incorporate it. It's, it's tough to test soccer stuff in front of a, a general audience because – they just don't get it. Right. And I mean, there's just so that's that is true. I mean, you can't, it's, it's not a cult or it's not like a cult, but it's like people who love soccer really love it. It's, right. it's hard right. to find the people who are like, ah, I'm kind of into it. You know, I, you know, I'll, right. you, you either love it or you don't, although I think it's gaining a lot of steam. But I, to that point, I agree. Yeah. And this, and this is a big part of the podcast for us is that these two, these two are lunatics. They get up in the middle of the night to watch games. What do you mean get up? They we never go to bed. We never go to bed. We're watching soccer around the clock. They don't have what we have, which is jobs. <laughs> All right? They just sit around and they watch games on TV, and they understand the, the rules, which is that the referee goes up and down the field, and at some point he gets tired, so he calls offside. <laughs> Uh, extra time, my favorite thing in the world, which I've really gained to uh, I've really gained an appreciation for, which just goes for as long as the referee feels like yeah. it. I think I'm going to add six minutes to this one. Let's go with six, yeah. and then yeah, you know, next thing you know, it's eight. It's very, yeah. very, and then it's like when the and I do like this is the fact that if the if the if the ball is down and there is a scoring opportunity, they'll keep going until the, the scoring opportunity is gone. I actually like that part of it. And of course, there's the flopping, which these two—they're both Italian. It's it's amazing. We go to do the podcast yeah, this every and week. One of them, one of them, invariably will fall and wave his arms in the living room of the place that we uh, that we do the podcast and go down. And then they'll turn and they'll look for a referee and a whistle. Well, well primarily when Dave's doing his soliloquies is when we do that to try to get them to stop. To <laughs> See, that's one thing that drives me crazy about uh, people who don't like soccer. Though they always come to the flopping. They always yeah. oh, one of the flopping. Well, the, the, Why, it's yeah. It's actually it's the art within the game to me. If you can be, if you're a great flopper and you can sell a foul call in the box, you have a ton of value on the soccer field. But, and that's something that I don't get. Why? I mean, 
that's just the product. That's the way the game is played, and it, it just is what it is. And you know, credit to the refs who can see through it and know what's real and what's fake. But I mean, I don't understand that complaint. You see it in the NBA too. I mean, you it's, it's every other sport, and, see, and yeah. I don't hate it in the NBA either. It's just part of the game. There's a lot of it though. If you, if you see too much of it, and I think we watch, we've all watched the Celtics. Great defense, but lots of flopping. Um, and and I just think there's there's so much of it, and it's a thing that you can point out to. I mean, and and the fact that soccer too. At least in the NBA, they'll stay down. They'll pretend to be hurt. They'll go to the locker room. And in soccer, it's like, oh, no whistle? Okay. And they bump, bounce up and they go, they go on to play. Right. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I got to say, the more watch soccer I watch, the more I appreciate the referees and the fact that they can see through it because, you know, they go down like they were shot. It's like, I want to slap him, but I can't reach from here. Jim, do you mind? <laughs> you know the, the great player, Rude, I might be pronouncing it wrong, Hullet, Rude Hullet from the sure. Netherlands? Yeah. He made a great point. He said, if somebody tries to trip me and I have to sort of athletically avoid that trip, that's going to affect my shot. I'm, not, I'm now off balance, so I might as well go down because you affected what I'm going to do next. Yeah. It, makes, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. What's uh, what would you say is is the target audience for your podcast? Who are you looking? Oh, is is it? I I know I know her name is Ella. <laughs> she lives in Maynard. You can pinpoint it. It's that yes. one. That yeah. one. Yes. that makes it easier to know. She I guess. texts us every week. <laughs> yes, she's, she's an avid. She's our biggest listener. fan. <laughs> but are, are you are you hoping to attract just lifelong soccer fans? Are you hoping to attract people who are kind of getting on the train right now and, and really, you know, oh, soccer's not so bad. I'm, 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 growing, I'm growing into it. I'm, I'm, you know, starting to like it. What's kind of the, the, the people you're looking to, to listen? I think we may have three different ideas on that. Yeah. But, but my idea is injecting humor into it to get people like Dave to actually watch and, 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 and bring up the things he doesn't like, but also add humor into it because people will listen to a podcast. You, you, if you talk soccer long, you know, it's it's 100 by 60, grass, 11 guys in shorts, ball going back and forth, not a lot of scoring. you got to bring the people. We want to increase the audience. Right. I personally think to increase the audience to soccer, you got to make it entertaining and funny and and bring up things that they're thinking that the non-soccer person is thinking that we can make fun of with Dave. Dave is thinking like the non-soccer person, which I think that's important for our podcast. So Paul and I can destroy him about it <laughs> and get a little bit of laughs and a little bit of focus. Right, that's I, that's what I believe. All right, I'm just going to make two points. All right, One is to Jim. I Basically, I agree with what he's saying, but I've, I've said, we've said this to him a couple of times. No matter what, he thinks he's on television. Our podcast, you don't watch it. You listen to it. <laughs> It's not on TV. That's it should one. be. That's my point. That's one. And then the second is, I do come at it from a standpoint. I, I like soccer. I mean, I like to go. I like to. I like the fact that they play in Foxborough in a big stadium. I can always get tickets. The tickets aren't that expensive, and it's a nice. It's a nice uh, sporting event to watch on a on a nice night. The the weather's not that great. I'm fine to watch it on TV. All of that stuff. I, I like it as a as a game to watch. I, uh, I used to live with a soccer coach. Uh, he was my roommate, and I, I'm not allowed to say his name because when I say his name, uh, Paul goes crazy. <laughs> Paul goes crazy when I say his name. I got to know this name. <laughs> you got to drop I'll, the I'll name. Tell you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off the air, okay. off the air. But he was, he's a he's a very successful coach, and uh, he's from Beverly. And Oof. we were. Wow. But he I, I, he would subject me to all this nonsense where he would basically 
put a hood over my head, and then I would wake up and I would be in a in a room with a light shining in my in my eyes, and I'd be I'd be taped to the chair with duct tape, and he'd be like, "Say it." And it would make me say that soccer was the greatest game in the world, loved by millions around the world. And it was just tough to take after a while. Yeah. So I can imagine that. I'm the person who's basically... I think we need to hire this guy, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm the guy who's basically... Uh, I'm the guy who's being held, or, or, or like many of us who aren't soccer heads, and you have the friend who's a soccer head, and they want to convince you to like their sport by badgering you and badgering you and badgering you until finally you say, you're right, this is the greatest game in the world, it's much better than baseball, it's much better than football, it's the beautiful game. New England's soccer journal's The Goal will return after this. Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today. Hey, here's a great new idea in fundraising. Soccerheads New England Comedy Fundraisers. This is better than a stand-up show. It's an event that your community will never forget. You'll get soccer-themed comedy with Paul Nardizzi, who has been on Conan O'Brien, and Nesson Comedy All-Stars, along with Dave Radigan from Sirius Radio Comedy, and Jim Ruberti. There will also be giveaways and all sorts of extras. Want to make money for your soccer club and have fun while doing it? Email the guys at SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. That's SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. Looking to keep up with all the latest news and information on New England soccer? New England Soccer Journal and AnySoccerJournal.com are the premier resources for information and inspiration on the New England soccer scene. Have every issue of New England Soccer Journal, the magazine, delivered to your home or office. And don't forget to stay in the game every day with a digital subscription to AnySoccerJournal.com to receive soccer coverage on clubs, college commits, prep and high school, division one, two, and three colleges, showcases, rankings, and so much more. Get in the game and behind the scenes now by going to anysoccerjournal.com. Just click on the subscribe button and start the subscription that is right for you today. New England Soccer Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful. I mean, if you yeah. think about the skill set of, of soccer, it, I mean, it's, it's unrivaled. It, I mean, right. I've seen great, great unrivaled? athletes. Unrivaled? Unrivaled? Unrivaled. Yeah. How do you figure that? Because you're doing stuff with your feet. Yes. Yeah. That, like skating? Well, well, like, you're putting, with, like skating? Are you learning to hate Dave yet? Are you learning to <laughs> see? Dave, see? I told you the famous story about the Uruguayan journalist, okay? And his dad said to him, what is this thing I'm hearing about soccer? I keep hearing about this soccer thing. And he said, well, it's this new sport because all sports use your hands. He says, you play with your feet. And his dad said, 
but how can that be? Exactly. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I would say the hardest sport I've ever played and still play is golf. I'm terrible at it. I don't yeah. understand how any like I don't understand how you become. It's just insane to to put a little ball in yeah. that hole from yeah. 550 yards away. But I mean, so after that, to me, it's soccer. I mean, you're not your instinct is to do everything in life with your hands. We're doing they're doing this with their feet. I mean, it's right. just it's it's yeah. unreal. And to, me. and to that, I would say two th- well three things. Imagine trying to hit a, uh, a golf ball if it was thrown by somebody who throws 100 miles an hour yep. standing 60 feet away from you. Or but you're on, that's what ste- producer you're on steroids, though, yeah. so it's a little What's different. That? You're on, on steroids, so yeah, it's a little well, different. I would, be, I would be on steroids. I would not need steroids right. in my imaginary world. But, um, <laughs> so, man, but, I would think well, our podcast is to educate, yeah. honestly, through humor, to get a bigger audience. Sure. I mean, we're always going to have our core soccer people. We want it to grow. And I, I don't know, I believe our podcast would allow people to listen to it and at least be entertained, maybe learn about it, listen to Dave, say what they're thinking, and mm-hmm. hear Paul yeah. and I response and have a good time doing it. That I think that's our goal in our podcast is to really, we, we think there's a niche out there. We think the soccer has a tremendous growth opportunity, as you do, I'm sure. Sure. And that's why we do our podcast. And, and would also like to make soccer parents We'd like to make them normal. <laughs> We'd like to make them normal. I know that's kind of a well. We, we thing. talked about that on, on your podcast, and I, yeah. I, I had a, a coach in here and on my podcast a few weeks ago. Just the the, the parent. I mean, that's just not soccer parents, though. That's all athletic parents. Yeah, and you can, you know, something. I think soccer and, and hockey are, are at the top of the. The yeah, list right definitely now. hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, hockey's hockey's the yeah. the I mean, you know, Hall of Fame. A They're game's the not fame. a game until a brawl breaks out in the stands at a hockey. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just you're, you're that's what you're facing. I, I want to talk. Uh, you know, Paul and Jim, you guys both played. Um, what was kind of your your soccer upbringing um, through the youth leagues and then into college? Right? You know, when did you really kind of fall in love with the sport? Um, so my dad was pretty uh, influential in Dedham, getting the field built there and starting out helping start out dedham youth soccer so he put us in it we also played basketball and dave's favorite sorry baseball but i just i loved soccer it's something about it i loved so i stayed playing i actually started out as a goalie which jim would love to hear but i but the coach wanted me on the field so i stayed on the field i played at dedham high i went to bentley played a year or two there had sort of a rocky college career but uh, and then i after college just kept playing whether it was men's league or down the Cape, remember the Cape Cod League, which was pretty big. Yeah. And, but but did so. the did the coach really want you on the field, or did he just not want you in the goal? No, he <laughs> wanted me on the field. Dave. He wanted me in the uh, field. Yeah, my, my my soccer career, believe it or not, came up uh, through a big family of football players, big Division One football players. I had a thing what's called claustrophobia. This is a true I've, story. I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's a true story. <laughs> They wanted me to be the big football player. I played middle school, but I always had a problem, believe it or not, putting the shirt over the shoulder pads. I thought you were going to say being inside the helmet. What do you mean? No. Or jumping in a pile <laughs> or a fumble. And or the something. pile, too. Believe yeah. me, I had massive claustrophobia. And I said, you know what? I, I, I had a couple of Greek friends that played on the soccer team, and they used to use me as a goalie. Mm-hmm. They said, you know what? You'd be a great goalie. And, and believe it or not, that's how it started. Claustrophobia and two Greek kids. So I ended up playing for Barnstable High School down in the Cape. a dime for every time I've right, heard that. Right? That's, that's, serious. That's yeah. Yeah, it's Spanakopa too. So we, 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 uh, I, I ended up going to uh, North Adams State College to go play up there. And when I realized there's no oxygen in North Adams, Massachusetts, coming from Cape Cod, I said, I'm not playing. I quit. Uh, plus the drinking age was 17. Uh, and then I got a call from the UMass Boston coach. <laughs> and the UMass Boston coach said, hey, come play for me. 
And uh, he said he needed somebody to say heads or tails in English. So they made me <laughs> captain of the UMass Boston soccer team. And I ended up playing for UMass, and it was a, a great experience. I'll never forget it. And I played a little bit afterwards, suffered a, a, a pretty bad concussion, have post-concussion syndrome. So I stopped playing soccer because I just couldn't focus anymore. And uh, whenever I hear – I think I mentioned you about head injuries in soccer. It's a big thing to me, yeah. head injuries, heading the ball. Wouldn't change it for the world. Love soccer, love the sport, love the people. Um, I'm glad everything everything that happened to me fell into place for a reason. And I love the sport, but I also love to make, I love to do comedy and, and uh, torture people. So right. it's, it's all works yeah. out. Yeah, he's it's a good like, soup. Li- literally torture should, people? Literally. Oh, yeah, you should see his, that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you should see his basement. Yeah. But I want to let everybody know who plays soccer that my chamber that I want to torture people is for forwards and midfielders <laughs> that don't come back on defense. Um couple of quick topics we should get into um uh before we wrap this up here uh the head head balls like you mentioned concussions in soccer and we talked about this on your podcast um my sons play youth soccer right now they're not even allowed to head the ball until i believe u14 i think it's out right now uh you know if they my son had a play in his tournament a couple of weeks ago where the ball was up up you know up at his head level and the instinct is just what am i going to do either let it go by me or head it so he headed it but they stopped play they dropped the ball free kick for the other team so they are trying to limit that right now at the youth levels. And I talked about this on your podcast. I remember in high school doing head drills where the goalkeeper would punt the ball at the midfield. Two players would come in from each side, and whoever won that header won that drill. doesn't matter where it hit you on the head, middle of your head, back of your head. doesn't even matter if you headed it the proper direction. You won the drill. So, And I remember your head would ring after that. So, yeah, Paul, Paul did that with his kids uh, when he was training them when they were um, nine, nine months and a year. <laughs> and it was in a market, ba- early. It was yeah. in a market basket parking lot, too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted them to get as many head as in before that soft spot disappeared. <laughs> I was told that's the key. So what, what do you guys think about, the, about heading the ball in soccer? What, do you, what direction would you like to, to see this going? Do you think it's, it's appropriate to not have youth players uh, playing with head balls? I've watched this. My son now coaches youth players, and um, it looks really weird. Yeah. I think they should uh, – this sounds absurd, but I would even have them just catch it and put it down at their feet instead of just <laughs> – I, I mean, the, the, the penalty shot for heading it is ridiculous. I know. Or ducking is ridiculous. They, they have to do something different. Not have them headed, I'm fine with. But stop what they're doing. Right. You're dodging. The, you're essentially getting yeah. out of the way of ducking, letting the ball go over your head. Yeah. Why, don't they just, why don't they just, when it comes up and it's a head ball situation, they could punch. They could Fine. Put, put the head just up and keep punch the play it. going. They can, and Absolutely. they can call it the Maradona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, second topic, last night's uh, USA Friendly, 3 nothing win over Morocco. Did you guys, you guys watch a little of it? I, imagine, uh, I did. And once again, I do wish they would schedule friendlies against teams that – would probably have a draw against Beaver Country Day soccer team. <laughs> I think, you know, here we are trying to build audience and get excitement. And we're out there playing Morocco and what was it? Though? Trinidad, to, well, Trinidad yeah. Tobago is actually pretty good. But, um, you know, these, these weaker countries, come in and have a friendly against Ireland. Come in and have a friendly against just big countries, not yeah. as good. Yeah. We tend to play teams that you wouldn't even bother defending if you were playing Risk, in other words. Well, a a couple um, problems that I've seen people have on Twitter, you know, there was an uproar, I think 22,000 fans last night in Cincinnati for that game, and and a lot of them were were Moroccan fans, and Christian Pulisic kind of called out the American fans after saying, where are you? One couple issues I've had are ticket prices, number one, uh, you know, people getting priced out of even going to these games, and number two, they, they tend to hold a lot of these matches at, the same venues. I mean, they, they're not going... I think they need to hit more spots around the country. 
It, it is, is a yeah. national team. Yeah, yeah, right. right, right. Dave, we know you didn't watch it last night, so how would you I, feel about the game? I did watch it. I, I did watch it. I, I watched know a Pulisic very was... small amount of it, and then I watched it. For, I watched it for a while, and I thought this is kind of boring. And then I went on to something else. But, well, we see what the, see, <laughs> I went but, on to. But this is important for our what? podcast. We've taken a person like Dave, who was not, who never watched soccer, and now, At even though he it watched on. it and yeah. he turned it on, this is baby steps, man. We're 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 moving people in the right direction. <laughs> I'd rather you say you watched a little of it and it was boring, and I turned to something else and say you never watched it. You've Honestly, to, okay. Now you at least turned it on. How about if I said I watched a lot of it and it was great? I think a lot of it was because you like Moroccan food. To be honest with you, thought it was the Food Channel. And uh, I was waiting. I was waiting for uh, some mention of Casablanca, my favorite movie. I didn't know Pulisic was uh, pod owner of StubHub. I mean, he should just play the game and shut his mouth. <laughs> the, the, we're coming out of a pandemic still, so people don't have a ton of money, and so they chose not to go to a friendly even. Just play in front of 22,000 and be happy. And what it did is it took away from his phenomenal play. Here's the question, though. Why do they play Morocco? Why would you play the United States against Morocco? Do you know the answer to that? I just... No, I, I mean, I don't. I don't know what the rhyme or reason is on how you schedule friendlies. But Morocco actually is one of the stronger teams and one of the stronger African teams, I think. Right, um, yeah, yeah. But So it, it wasn't – it actually was a great performance for USA to come out of that with a 3 nothing win. I mean, that was – you know – we're kind of nitpicking things that don't really matter right here, but the play on the field was excellent last night. They played great. They, they yeah, they, they played, played great. Well. They played great. But, um, but when you when you go to do when you play a friendly, how much of your starting team is playing? It that all depends. I mean, t- these matches, I think, leading into the World Cup, they're trying to simulate things as best they can, so they yeah. want their their top nucleus in there. So I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pulisic was in yesterday. Turner was in net. I think it was. Yeah. I think they had pieces in what they wanted yep. so these they got a few more in june so this will be big i think they're going to try to simulate these world cup matches as best they can so uh, the other other yeah. rosters i don't mean the rosters let's say the, the the number of players who play is that a little bit bigger in a friendly if you've got somebody who's sitting yeah, on your bench, be, I would yeah. think that yeah, would yeah. be yeah. Yeah. a few. Yeah. I think they rotate right. a few in. Yeah, it won't be the. It won't, I don't think it'll be the roster number they have when they when they go to the World but Cup. But if you're getting ready for the World Cup and you're going to be playing in front of hundred thousand people, don't you want to play teams that are going to draw, that are going to bring thousands of people into your stadium, so you're used to the noise and you're you're getting pumped up and you're playing at your best. Right. And I think that's where you when you play your Morocco's and some of these other teams that just aren't a big draw. Not, they don't speak to the non soccer people. Once again. We're not we're not reaching out. Right. Like I remember when uh, Ireland came and played Italy here years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. That stadium that was, was big, packed was and it was fantastic. Deal. So let's do a friendly against Ireland. I mean, a big deal. You do a friendly against these bigger teams. Get the people involved. Get them pumped for the World Cup. Right. The non-soccer people. Right. And this is where I think we fall short of expanding the audience. Now, you guys have a show coming up. Is that true? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, June. Yeah, Double Tree Hotel, which is a Hilton Hotel in Milford, Mass., Comedy Voltage with Paul Nardizzi, Dave Radigan, and Jim Roberti. And uh, 8 o'clock start. Yep. Doors open at 7. It's going to be great. Go on uh, Facebook, Scamps Comedy. or Just go on scampscomedy.com. You'll see the uh, post. Get Go to Eventbrite. This is not one of our soccer-themed shows. It's just our comedy show. It's a soccer-themed show. People always say, what is that like? It's a little different. We, you know, For example, J- uh, Dave would host and bring Jim on, but if it's a soccer-themed show, as Jim gets up to go on, I kick him. <laughs> <laughs> I wear cleats, the whole thing. It's, it, we do it upright. Yeah. So. And, and we, we do have, all of us here, do have soccer sets. When we do our soccer shows, uh, we all have our own sets specifically written around soccer. 
So with all of our experiences, uh, dealing with parents and coaches and play on the field, it, 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 it really is focused on soccer comedy not just our regular comedian that we do on the weekends. How far will you guys travel for shows? I mean, you, you doing them all over New England, or is it mainly Massachusetts? We'll go to Morocco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the price is right, you'll go there. We were huge in Morocco until they, until they heard this podcast. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll go anywhere. Yeah. Seriously, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it anywhere, and uh, we want to raise money. The purpose of these shows is to raise money for these organizations these soccer organizations. So uh, we highly recommend they do it. We, we do everything from soup to nuts for them. We'll do Facebook pages. We'll uh, uh, advertise for them. We'll do, uh, we do special giveaways. We have a big soccer ball at the end that we show how much they've raised. Um, so we believe we could help these organizations raise a lot of money and have fun doing it. Well, guys, this was great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in and joining the podcast. It was a fun conversation, and I'd encourage you know any any soccer fans out there to listen to your podcast, Soccer Heads New England? It's uh, it's funny, it's it's entertaining. I think it, it like you guys said, it, it blends soccer with comedy, and I think that's what what the sport needs to to kind of you know bring more people in. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, hey, Matt. Matt. Thanks, thanks for having us. In. No problem. All right, thanks again to Paul Nardizzi, Dave Radigan, and Jim Roberti for joining the podcast. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast is produced by Steve Safran and is a Siemens Media production. You've been listening to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Or visit anysoccerjournal.com forward slash podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.